Good morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you are listening to the podcast today. Thanks for tuning in. And I am going to talk through all about a godly way of pushing through. Well, not really pushing through because we don't need to push through with God. But how to handle those who copy us in the best way that we can. So before we get into that, uh, our in-person tickets have closed for conference and we now just have virtual tickets available, which is amazing. I can't believe it's like two weeks or probably even less by the time you're listening to this till conference. Wowzers, God is good. So many good stories to come out of that. And also that means that it's two weeks until Christian Women in Leadership launches as well. So um, just to give you a quick overbrief, we have moved over to the new website and it's now live. Uh, All of our beautiful members are moved over there to there too. Uh, If you're a member and you're going, what? Um, Go and check your emails. Um, Maybe check your spam as well, just in case the emails have ended up in there. But we have moved over to the new website, which is so exciting. Uh, we have made our tent tent pegs and pitches bigger as the Lord kind of gave us the word last year. Um, and now uh, we're stepping into that. So that's truly, truly amazing. And I'm so excited. And there's just so much more to offer members with the platform that we're using and the way that they connect can connect with one another, the way that countries can connect with one another. So we are moving off of the Facebook group We will no longer be on Facebook um, and the new website platform completely supports all the things I've been longing for um, that have been really hard work through Facebook and um, shortly we will be releasing a new app as well to go with the new website. So keep an eye out for that. So that's all the news and the updates and um, to get you on board with where we are at. So the new domain is christianwomen.com and we will be officially launching that at conference um, along with Christian Women in Business, uh, Christian Women in Leadership. And next week I'll share with you the story of how that all came about and how it's all come together. And yeah, God is amazing. There's so many amazing, influential God stories behind that. And um, I just can't wait to share that with you. So I've actually been receiving quite a few messages about SJ. People are copying me. They're copying my business. So I wanted to share with you one message I received from a beautiful lady. And it pretty much just sums up (laughs) the same messages that um, other people have been sending to me or have been talking to me about. And it says, Hi, I admire your podcasts and opinions so much. I would love your feedback. How would you handle a situation where another woman started copying your business down to the very specific details? She lives in the same city as me and has started serving the same clients. I'm so upset and I don't know how to handle it. I'm new in business, nine months, and this is my first time experiencing this. So it's a big topic. It's going to probably take me a little while to get through, but I think it's a very important topic to discuss. And we are going to get into the word as well today um, because I think it's needed. The first thing I want to kind of put on the table is it's kind of expected that if you're doing something super amazing, people will look at you, think, oh, isn't she amazing? And they only see one side, the side that we put out to the world. Um, 
I want to go and do the same thing because it looks so good. What they don't see is the behind the scenes of all the hard work (laughs) that gets put into your business. And they don't see the long hours. They don't see the blood, sweat and tears. They don't see um, an angry customer if you're dealing with one. They don't see the spiritual warfare that might come with it. There's just so much that a person might look at your social media, they might see you in your business or whatever it is and think, oh, that looks amazing, I want to do the same thing. And they fully don't realise the sacrifice that comes with it. I want you to know that people, if you're doing something amazing, are going to want to copy you. That is just the world It's just life and from the loving deepest part of my heart, it is just life, right? There's nothing that we can do to control what other people do. The only thing we have control over is ourselves and how we react to a situation. Even when it makes you feel sick in the tummy, um, makes you feel like you want to vomit, makes you feel violated, it makes you feel like you just want to go and punch in their face. Like, let's just be honest, let's just put it out on the table here. You know, I'm an honest person, but it, it makes you angry because you've put a lot of hard work into your business. And how do I know? Because I have it happen to me. Like, it's not something that's new to me. People think, oh, and I'm not going, I am going on a bit of a rant here, but hear me out. People see Christian women in business, they see the brand, they see us doing conferences, they see us doing the membership and the community and they think, oh, you know, I want to go and do my own. And people, I've had members who have come in who have agreed to become business social leaders, then for whatever reason they thought, no, this isn't good enough, I'm going to go and do it myself. Um, And they've essentially copied the exact same membership as I have they've even copied and it's funny that we're coming up to conference and we're in COVID and we've had our best turnout yet and I'll get onto that next week yeah they've even copied the conference like even to the date I try and avoid and maybe I'm going to go into ways of protecting yourself in just a minute but what I do when things like this happen is I will purposely avoid that person one because I don't want the distraction and two, it's not healthy for me, but at the same time, or you, but at the same time, it is healthy. And I've got points to make on that in a little while. So <laughs> what I'm telling you this story for is, is I get it. I know what it's like to be copied. I know what it's like to be copied, even to being copying the same weekend you're having your conference on. I mean, I personally think, can you get any more stupid than <laughs> copying someone even down to the very same day I mean that is just a new level um but I went through my own journey of this and I went through the anger and I went through the how could she um you know what I'm on about if it's happened to you and I've come out the other side now and I've got a a fresh new perspective of it to the point where I welcome the competition I'm going to go through some points and uh, we're going to look at the word and I want you to know there is a really healthy way for you to approach this and again it is down to you you taking responsibility for your own emotions and actions and reactions and putting them into place in your life and in your business so 
when this happened to me for the second year in a row, yep, not only did this person copy the first date last year, they also have copied the date for this year. I was like, I went through that. Oh my gosh, how could this happen again? Are you serious? All those silly emotions that come up. And I was speaking to a mentor. Mentors are priceless, by the way. And the first thing she said to me was, those who steal never receive the blessing. And it just put me straight back in my place when I was going through um, all of those ridiculous emotions that were coming up in my mind that was a distraction, basically, a distraction of what God had put in my heart and the vision and mission. I was being distracted and it it just pulled me back straight away. Those who steal never receive the blessing. And so I want to take you to 2 Samuel 6 because this is a story of understanding the blessings that come with the mission. So um, it's the story of David and the ark um, and when he was bringing it back to Jerusalem. And basically it's um, a way of showing you at how when God has given you your mission, your vision, it is unique. It comes with an anointing and that anointing is attached to the mission. So whoever has taken upon that vision that God has placed on their heart receives the anointing and that anointing and God's work works through you. And with that, you receive the blessings. Now, I'm not a prosperity person in the way that I'm going to preach to you, give to God and you will get. Like, I'm totally not that because we essentially have already been given and we're not in Old Testament anymore. We have received, we have the inheritance. And even back in the Old Testament, this anointing was still completely relevant. So please don't think I'm going to go down that route because I'm not. So understanding your placement in God is so important. And I touched on this last week in the podcast with Lisa, where we talked through how in leadership, um, people will come and go out of the mission that you've been given. And it's not about standing fast or being steadfast in the people that can come in and out of your mission, out of your team, whatever it is, it's standing steadfast with God and him and only him being the centre of your life. And I'm sure you've heard of the Bible verses of putting kingdom first. Once you've got to that place of putting kingdom first and you're with God and you're you're with Jesus and you're in that place of you know that everything comes from God. He, he is more than your provider. He is your saviour. He is absolutely everything. Your best friend through your business and through your mission is Jesus. It's God. It's the Holy Spirit. It's the Trinity. And if you can steadfast in that and knowing your placement and who you are in God, that is the foundation of where we build our businesses from. And you trust God with absolutely every aspect in that. You trust God with your enemies and how and just you just trust in with them you trust in with your team members whether they come or go or stay for life 
You trust in with friends and people outside of business as well. You trust in with the resources that are going to come in for your business and to help you with your mission. You trust in with the food that he puts on the table. And way above and beyond that, you trust him with the authority that he has given you. Your authority to actually be able to have influence over principalities, over authorities, over so much more, even over the universe. And once you step into that, it completely changes the ball game. And David kind of went through a similar thing. Um, obviously, it's not a business. It's with the Ark, which is like <laughs> so much more bigger than, not that our businesses aren't important, but you get what I mean. Like, hello, the Ark of God, the Ark of the Government, sorry. Like, huge thing. How did he handle the situation and what happened to the blessing? And what is that blessing and anointing that um, comes with it? So way back in David's day, he um, had the prophet come over him and anoint him, right? So he gave him that anointing, which he's carried. God's given him instructions along the way. So we're in 2 Samuel um, chapter 6, and I am going to go through the whole chapter as I always encourage, never just go to a verse, go to the whole chapter of scripture so you get the bigger picture of what the story is about. So David again brought together all of the able men in Israel, 30,000, and all his men went to Bala in Judah to bring up from there the Ark of God, which is called by the name, the name of the Lord Almighty, who is a throne between Cherubim. I think it's how you say it, on the ark. They set the ark of God in a new cart and brought it from the house of Abilambad. Sorry, I'm like the worst reader ever. So this is a challenge anyway, which was on the hill. Uzzah and Ioah, sons of Abinadad, were guiding the new cart with the ark of God on it. And then Ioah was walking in front of it. David and all of Israel were celebrating with all their might before God with cassinets, harps, layers, tumbrils, and cymbals. They came to the threshing floor of Nankom. Uzzah reached out and took hold of the ark of God because the oxen stumbled. The Lord's anger burned against Uzzah because of his irrelevant act. Therefore, God struck him down and he died there beside the ark of God. Then David was angry because the Lord's wrath had broken out against Uzzah. And to this day, that place is called Prizes Uzzah. David was afraid of the Lord that day and said, how can the ark of God come over to me? He was not willing to take the ark of the Lord to be with him in the city of David. Instead, he took it to the house of Oben-Edom, the Jetite. The ark of the Lord remained in the house of him for three months, and the Lord blessed him and his entire household. You can't find all the answers in the Bible to questions like, should I take my job to a full-time business or will it be detrimental to my family? The good news is God's alive and he can talk to us. You can learn to hear from God with tools that people who wrote the Bible used through this book, Divination in the Bible, by Micah Blake. Learn more by following it on Instagram and Facebook. 
Now David, now King David was told, the Lord has blessed the house of Edom and everything he has because of the ark of God. So David went to bring the ark of God from the house of Edom uh, to the city of David with rejoicing. When those who were carrying the ark of the Lord had taken six steps, he sacrificed a bull and flattened the car. And it goes on to how David came and was singing and dancing. So I'm just taking you to uh, verse 11, where it speaks about the ark of the Lord remained in the house of um, Edom um, for three months and the Lord blessed him and his entire household. So what David didn't realise was when he gave the ark to someone else to look after all the blessings that he was getting from doing God's mission left as well. And they went to the person who was looking after the mission. And so each mission we're given, when it's given from God, comes with that anointing, comes with the blessings. Now, that doesn't mean that everything is super like easy, that you don't have to still work at stuff, that you still don't have to make that happen. Absolutely not. You still have to do the things that you need to do on the earth to get the mission away. But understanding the anointing that you have with the vision and mission that God's given you is like truly amazing, truly God anointed. And someone who steals from you can't receive that blessing because they're stealing, (laughs) right? If you gave it to someone, the blessings will leave. The ones who steal don't receive blessings. And so it goes on down to um, chapter 7. After the king was settled in his palace, the Lord had given him rest from all his enemies around him. So even once David received the ark of God back, God blessed him in that as well and gave him rest from his enemies. So that anointing is just something that is Holy Spirit controlled, not human controlled. It's Holy Spirit God controlled. And only the Holy Spirit decides what to do with an anointing, okay? And the ones who are anointed in God to give out the anointing as well. So if someone steals from you, they're not going to receive that anointing and that blessing. And I just found so much power in that just in itself. So when I combined understanding who I am with God and understanding that anointing that comes with it, it gives a whole new dimension to confidence that you have in your faith in God, in your business and in your mission and in your leadership and how you stand with that and how you can have a new realm of confidence knowing that God literally does have you and is blessing you through what you are doing. And how that changed my mindset towards that too, is I actually think God needs us to have competition so we don't get complacent. I am a strong believer in that because whenever I do, I didn't think I was competitive until I went into business and leadership. Like, I am very competitive when it comes to that. And if I didn't have someone to compete with, I personally would be complacent. I wouldn't be striving to be better. I wouldn't push the ministry to 
to be bigger than not bigger in the way that we always need to strive for bigness I mean bigger in the way that it's it's power it's authority it's mission for God um, it bigger in its confidence bigger in my confidence and so I have gone with these kind of three things put together and let's just say you're preparing for a race right I feel like you get to a point where you literally are racing your own race and in that way of you pushing yourself to be better. But if there wasn't other people around us and we're getting ready to do a track run and we were just complacent, would we keep pushing ourselves? I don't think we would because suddenly we realise that uh, racer A is two seconds faster than what we are. Is that going to give you that little push, you know, that one that your little competitive self goes, oh, hell no. (laughs) I'm going to push harder and I'm going to beat those two seconds. If you didn't have that, you'd be complacent. I see and welcome competition in a healthy way now that it will make me become a better person, a better leader, a better strive in a graceful way, in the confidence that I am who I am, I'm in God, and how I can push forward with the business that God's given me. And just to, I guess it sounds really blunt, but just to toughen the hell up and fight harder. And that's been a a huge personal philosophy that I've taken for many years now. And I actually got it from my marriage. So I'm going to share something quite vulnerable. And that's, Um, whenever anything tough has happened in my marriage, like, let's be honest here, none of us have perfect marriages, they all take work, and um, marriage is hard. And whenever I've been in a really hard, tough season, and I've prayed to God about it, I always think to myself, um, how do I usually say it? I'm trying to think, I'm usually sat in my car, And I'm usually crying and I've gone to the beach because everything's so hard and I can't do this anymore. And I just basically say to myself and I ask God for strength, for wisdom, for him to guide me and all that kind of stuff. And I always kind of just end up saying to myself, I'm not going to give up. I'm just going to try harder. And I've kind of just taken that philosophy that I've learned through marriage into business And that's, I'm not going to let things take me down. I'm just going to try harder. And um, I've put that into um, all that I've done in CWIB. And now that we're moving into CWIBL, Christian Women in Business and Leadership. Uh, Again, more on that next week. I'm not going to give up. I'm just going to try harder. I'm not going to let this defeat me. I'm just going to try harder. And I, I try and try harder with God. So here's my first point of call. I'm in the car. I'm crying. Everything's so hard. I then ask God for wisdom. Ask God to help pray for the enemy. Could be a husband. Could be a competitor. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I, I pray for them. And then I think, no, nah, I'm not going to give up. I'm just going to try harder. And I just have that conversation with God. And when we say that God and his Holy Spirit gives us his strength, he understands and sees our courage. He understands and sees that we trust in him. And so if you ever see me at the car, 
at the beach crying. It's because of one of the following reasons that we've just gone through. But it's just the process that I've developed that enables me to keep going and to try harder. Why should I give up? And why should I let myself go to the distraction? No way. I'm here. I'm here with God. I'm on a mission and I'm trying harder. That is it. So there's three things to kind of um, put in place for yourself that is completely your responsibility. It's completely things that you can do. And it's a complete mindset shift. And so we've got understanding who we are in God, understanding that whoever steals never gets the blessing and allow the situation to make you into a better person into learning, into gaining wisdom from God, into trying harder, into being pushing your confidence in God and in faith harder. And it's kind of a match of you get to that place of thinking, who are you and why are you in my way? (laughs) And it sounds, it might sound arrogant, but if you can get to that place, you will be on fire. Like you will be on fire for God you will be on fire for your business and your mission and you will just be an absolute trail-like fighting woman warrior of God that's not going to get, let nothing get in her way of where she's going. I now allow myself to see a little bit of that competitiveness or whoever's copying me or whatever it is and I allow that to be fuel to use in God's grace to try harder but I also don't dwell on it I don't have things on social media that I mean once you get to this place you don't even turn green because you're like sure go ahead do it like my glass is literally half full not half empty there's plenty of people out there and I send you with a blessing I send you with my blessing and God has you and God has me and there is enough in God for all of us so what the heck (laughs) so I've shared with you quite a few in-depth things and um, they might seem big they might seem daunting but I encourage you to go and look at 2 Samuel chapter 6 understand the blessing that comes with the anointing of what God's given you And don't be afraid to get steadfast with God, to push harder, to be a better business, to collaborate with God. Okay, what are we doing next? Don't let it distract you. Let it fuel you into, yep, we're going to be doing this. We're going to be doing that. We're going this way. This is what we're going to do next. Competition. What competition? Copiers. What copiers? I bless everyone because I am in God. And nothing can be taken when we're in God. Nothing can be destroyed in without a blessing coming out of it with God, right? He is the Amiga. He is your strength. He is literally the trunk to your branch. And you just keep yourself and your eyes on him, on his kingdom, on his kingdom views. And my friend, you will absolutely just be a light with the Holy Spirit and the fire with God. And God will meet you there. You will get to know God more. You will get to understand him more in 
ways you just absolutely never, ever, ever could think of. And it will absolutely just give you confidence that you need to just step out there and do what it is you need to do and your mission. So I hope that helps. I hope that fires you up. I hope that you receive the blessing that I have received from being in the place of knowing who I am in God and what that means. And that even another Christian, yes, I'm going to say it, even another Christian will copy you. They're going to hurt you. That's just life. But there is no hurt or emotions when we're in God. He's got it, right? He has got it. He's got you. He knows the bigger picture. So trust in him with that. All right, I'm going to leave that for today. Um, Virtual tickets are still available for conference. We're going to be talking more about leadership and building teams and all that kind of stuff. So you can get your virtual ticket. There will be replays um, available too for those who buy virtually. And it is literally like you're at a conference. So you are given a table. You can chat to your table attendees through the sessions. You can um, interact with each other in between sessions like you would at a conference. It's just on your laptop. You're just not there in person. So um, I really hope that you get lots out of it. Um, And yeah, I can't wait. I'm fired up. Love you heaps. You are doing a fantastic job, lovely lady. And get your eyes set on Jesus. I'm SJ and you're listening to the Christian Women in Business podcast show. The Christian Women in Business podcast is proudly supported by the Administration Agency. Administrationagency.com.au